0: Happy Wednesday. Welcome into NSN Daily. Alex Margulies, Chris Murray, Anthony Resnick, producing behind the scenes. I'm Brian Samudio. Busy show today. We're going to talk with uh, new assistant uh, football coach Freddie Banks with the University of Nevada. We're going to talk with Parker Houston, former Reed High School tight end, just finished up his career at San Diego State, now with the Arizona Cardinals. And Burdell Robbins, senior-to-be corner at the University of Nevada. He is our Champion Chevrolet Athlete of the Month when it comes to the Wolfpack, and of course Murray's mailbag. So A lot to get to, but uh, looking at NevadaSportsNet.com, which I'm sorry, I'll challenge any area website to, to keep up with the content that's being grinded out, ground out, grinded out, grounded out by our people right now because everybody's working their butts off, and I'm so proud of our team. Chris, you posted an article that really asks a lot of questions and poses a lot of questions. Nevada future draft picks coming out of this team. Go through the numbers. I don't want to steal your thunder of how there's been a drought
1: yeah there certainly has. I mean you look at Chris Alt's third tenure he had nine recruiting classes he got 20 NFL players out of those recruiting classes. Uh, his last four years on campus Nevada had 10 NFL draft picks and in the six drafts since only one player selected uh, being Austin Corbett in 2018 in the second round now uh, Malik Reed did make an NFL team last year but wasn't drafted. So it certainly has been a bit of a drought so it kind of just took a look at you know some of the players on Nevada's current roster who kind of help break that drought. So I have a list of maybe seven or eight players who I think could be NFL draft picks down the road. And for me, the list starts with Elijah Cooks. I don't think there are a ton of of draftable players in this senior class, but I think Elijah is at that level. I mean, this is a six foot four wide receiver, very athletic, athletic enough to play for Nevada's 2018 Sweet 16 basketball team. Very, very competitive on the field. I think he high points the ball really, really well. Uh, And given his size, that's a huge, huge advantage. He had some issues with drops earlier in his career, but he's really uh, solve that issue. And if he plays next year in his senior year, like he did the last couple of uh, games uh, from this 2019 season, I do think he'll get drafted. I mean, you look at those last two games. He had 12 catches for 151 yards against UNLV, and then 14 catches for 197 yards and a touchdown against Ohio in the bowl game. So I think this is a guy who can go out there and be Nevada's first thousand yard receiver since 2011 when Rashad Matthews did it. And I think he's the kind of guy who I would certainly use a later or mid round draft pick on because I think he definitely has NFL potential.
0: All right, Alex, he put out uh, Romeo, uh, or I, did, I just gave it away. Romeo Dubs is my thought. But uh, who, who do you think is a guy that could be the next big draft pick by Nevada?
2: You know, I'll go with kind of a sleeper pick, and I, I, I apologize, Chris. I haven't read the article, but I will say, how about Sam Hammond? I mean, you look at the size growth that you've seen from that kid since he showed up uh, as a true freshman out of Yarrington, the, the amount of weight that he's been able to put on that big frame. I mean, he certainly has the body of an NFL player. So I think if Sam Hammond, continues to get stronger continues to get faster he's a hard-working blue-collar kid does he get drafted I don't know but I feel like he could be one of those kind of guys that ends up his career in Nevada and maybe gets an undrafted deal and gets a chance in a camp somewhere the way that he works the the body size all those different things you know uh, let, let's keep an eye on Sam
0: I, I agree with you on that I think Sam's going to be a late bloomer and physically if he decides to dedicate himself to it mentally you have to dedicate yourself to it it is so difficult to get to that level after playing football for so long for some of these athletes to keep wanting to go through the punishment and so many fans go oh why is he quitting well he's been hurt for the last how many years and it takes so much of a beating in your body mentally and physically I, I like the Sam Hammond call uh, our GOAT bracket continues Five 12 seeds going on right now Charles Mann is a five seed against Joel Batonio who's a 12 seed. Chris, I'll let you tell Joel Batonio he's a 12 seed.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's what everybody's saying. But I mean, look at uh, yesterday's 12 seed. It was Lisa Mackie. I mean, she was three-time uh, Big West swimmer of the year, nine-time All-American, won like 18 Big West championships and won an Olympic medal. Like, it's, it's a pretty stacked field. And this is kind of just a fun matchup because for me, it's the best offensive lineman in Nevada history against the best defensive lineman in Nevada history. I mean, Charles Mann, Uh, you know, a three-time Super Bowl winner. He was a two-time All-Pro. Joel Batonio, two-time All-Pro as well. They're actually the only two Nevada alums who are multiple-time All-Pros at the NFL level. So I didn't actually set it up this way, but it would just be cool to see these two go against each other and see if Charles could get a sack or two against Joel, who's just uh, obviously a tremendous offensive lineman, one of the best players in the NFL right now.
0: And Alex, just one of the all-around great guys. I'd love to hire Joel when he's done playing for the Browns or playing the NFL.
2: Yeah, he's just such a great personality, always has the big smile on his face. I remember Brian, you and I ran into him at the at the Sweet 16 in Atlanta. He was there with his wife and just enjoying uh, being around uh, the the rest of the Wolfpack fraternity and, and rooting on Nevada. He still definitely bleeds silver and blue. And, and uh, you know, we've seen him a couple times over the years, and he hasn't changed a day. You know, he's one of those guys that has had this great opportunity in the NFL. He's, he's been one of the best uh, offensive linemen in the game, and, and he still is the same humble – big smile guy, uh, you know, that, that he was, you know, when he, when he suited up here in Nevada.
0: Uh, back to more content that's being produced by our, our Nevada Sportsnet team, uh, team of journalists. Uh, Shannon Kelly has taken on Wine Wednesday, which uh, this time around it's going to be Heather Bruce, the wife of TJ Bruce. Just a casual sit-down conversation with maybe a wife of a coach, maybe a coach, maybe a John Ramey. We could get our own sommelier, John Ramey to come on the show, but a busy show for you today. Coming up next here, after the break on NSN Daily, he's gone from starring at Reed High School to San Diego State and now a free agent with the Arizona Cardinals, tight end Parker Houston will join us in the show, coming up next. Welcome back into NSN Daily. And I gotta tell you, Chris, I didn't even recognize this young man when he jumped into the room. I'm used to Parker Houston having this big, luxurious beard going. And now that he's back home, cut it off. He's a pro now, and, you know, I mean, you've still got the flow, though, right? The hair is still there? Still got the flow, yep. Yeah, you were just saying you wanted to, to donate that to a good cause.
3: Absolutely, yeah. So, I, you know, my freshman year of college, I lost an aunt to breast cancer, and, you know, seeing what she had to go through, it was just horrible with losing her hair and all that. So it, it inspired me to – to grow mine out, to be able to donate it at some point to, you know, make somebody's day, whether it's a child or a mother,
0: you know, anything like that. So hopefully I'll be able to get to do that soon. It's tough to find a better cause than that. Uh, Parker Houston joining us here on NSN Daily, former Reed High School football player, took his talents to San Diego State as a tight end, and now is signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Has it really hit you yet that you're going to get a chance to play professional football? Um, so, I, you know, it, it, it didn't hit me when I told them
3: I would accept their contract, you know, it didn't hit me when they sent it over, but I had to go to my grandparents' house to actually print it out. Um, so I could sign it, scan it, send it back over to them. So on my way home from my grandparents' house, it, it, it hit me in, in my Jeep on my way home. And, you know, just,
1: just a great feeling to realize that, you know, 17, 17 years of hard work is finally paying off. What was it like sitting through the draft and waiting for a call one way or the other? Or just describe that the last couple of days as you did try and you know wait for that opportunity at the NFL level.
3: You know, so going into it, I you know had the free agent grade, so my expectations weren't too high. So I was just kind of more watching it to see where my San Diego State guys would go, where Brandon Ayuk would go, and where the guys from my uh, my sports agency would go. Uh, but you know, there's always a little thought in the back of your mind that hey, maybe you'll go in a late round, you'll see your name called, but. It um, wasn't a huge disappointment. You know, just knowing that I'm getting a chance in free agency um, is amazing. But, you know, the, the, it was a very, very tough weekend, very stressful weekend. There was a lot of tension in the Houston household. Uh, went through quite a few cases of Cruz Light. Um, <laughs> just, you know, waiting for that call. And when, when the Cardinals finally called, it was a big sigh of relief for us.
0: You know, Parker, you had so much great success with, uh, with the Reed Raiders and so many great players on those teams. I mentioned Matt Den, uh, Nick Gregg, guys like you, mm-hmm. um, who all did go on. Um, you know, for me, I like seeing our blue chip players stay home. But that offer never came from Nevada, and you ended up going to San Diego State. I, I've been one of those ones where I thought it was a swing and a miss by the coaching staff at the time. I can say that. But you get to go to San Diego State, one of the most beautiful places on the planet, Tell me about the last four years, five years at San Diego State, what has that been like for you? Uh,
3: it's, you know, an experience I can't describe in in a, in a few words or, or you know, a short time we have, but I can't thank Coach Horton enough and, you know, the San Diego State program for giving me my opportunity there and, you know, being able to play as a true freshman and have an impact all four years I was there was a huge blessing, um, but I couldn't have asked for a better place to go to school. I made some lifelong friends on the team and, you know, some some friends off the team and, a whole bunch of connections that are going to help me later in life. And, you know, you, you said something about the scenery. I mean, you can't beat San Diego. I mean, I was 12 minutes away from the beach. You know, I could jump a fence and be in the the, the pool area of the campus. Uh, just, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better place to spend four years
0: There
1: are a couple of Reed high grads who've, you know, played in the NFL of late. We saw Devin Gray obviously make a Falcons team and Austin Corbett being drafted in the second round. Have you reached out to them to maybe try and get some advice of what this next few months is going to look like for you?
3: You know, as soon as this weekend, you know, starts coming down, I absolutely will just, you know, being able to have that advice from, you know, fellow 775 guy and someone who's been in the league a few years and just someone who's free agent, someone who's been drafted, you know, just to try to see, you know, how how they've been able to succeed and, you know, get their tricks of the trade and, you know, see how I can keep myself on a, on a club and, you know, just I'll, I'm going to milk them for every piece of information I can once the time comes.
0: You know, Parker, covering your career at Reed and then following you at San Diego State, uh, I, I would see your parents in the stands and people, your family in the stands and, and rooting for them. I finally get to meet your parents. Literally, we were on a shuttle at the San Diego airport and they were on a different flight than me. Talked over for a few minutes. I only noticed it because I'm like I recognize this guy, your dad, and he had, yeah. he had one of your backpacks. And I, I have to imagine that dad, mom, and dad have to be absolutely beaming after hearing this news. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, no, I mean it was
0: it, it was for
3: me it was a huge accomplishment to to be able to say that all their years of commitment and and how much money they've spent on football and and you know the. You know, just everything they've done for me, it, it's, it feels good to be able to show them that it wasn't all for a waste, you know. Um, I always, when I, whenever I say something, I say we made it, because, you know, it was a team effort, it wasn't just me. Right. You know, I couldn't have done it without my support back home, whether it's my parents or, you know, the rest of my family that lives in Reno or, or my friends, you know, like Matt and, and you know, some of those guys. Uh, so I just, I can't thank them enough for what they've done for me to be able to get to this, this next level.
1: You mentioned Brandon Ayuk. I mean, really good uh, draft for Northern Nevada for him to go in the first round out of McQueen High School. Did you run into him a lot uh, as you guys were young guys in Northern Nevada? And what were just your thoughts to see him blossom and turn into a first-round NFL draft pick?
3: You know, I he wasn't the best high school player, and he went the hard route by going to a Juco, and he really proved himself. I mean, he has honed in on his skills so much that, you know, the Niners loved him, and it's, it's such an amazing thing to see a guy from – from Reno, Nevada, going the first round. You know, it's, what, the second guy forever from Reno? Yeah, or from Northern Nevada. So mm-hmm. it's it's huge to see, and I hope he uses that platform as an inspiration to other Reno guys that you can be drafted. You can be drafted in the first round. You know, there's there's always hidden gems all over, and I loved when Coach Howard always talked about the hidden gems in, in Northern Nevada. So uh, just, you know, I'm so happy for Ayuk and his family, and I, I wish him the best, and hopefully I'll get a jersey to hang up in the man cave at some point. Um, But, you know, I'm so happy for him.
0: Parker Houston joining us here on NSN Daily. Parker, uh, with COVID-19 kind of changing all of our schedules, uh, tell me what is your schedule going to be? What has the team told you is is it going to be next for you? And then once camp actually does happen, football is going to eventually come back. We just don't know when. When camp does happen, what do you think it's going to be like being a rookie in an NFL camp?
3: Um, uh, well, from what I've heard, you know, there's no set date for a camp or anything like that. And shoot, there might not even be a rookie mini camp. It might be just throwing us all into, you know, one big, one big ordeal. Um, but we are going to start doing some online meetings, um, doing some, some playbook work and things like that. I just talked to a player's operations guy today. He said they're going to send down a little care package with an iPad that has the playbook on it. So I can start to learn that. And I think for me being, you know, the, the, priding myself in being smart and high football IQ, I think it's going to be a huge advantage for me to be able to learn the whole playbook while I'm home. And then once I get down there, I'm going to be able to play full speed, fully confident. And it's going to be just like I was at San Diego state. There's going to be, hopefully there's going to be no
1: learning curve. And one of the good things about your game is, I mean, you're so versatile. You can obviously catch the ball as a tight end, but a tremendous blocker and one of the best rushing offenses in the nation with the Aztecs. Uh, how much do you think that helps you as you try and make this roster um, that you can add some versatility? You can maybe play fullback if that's what they're looking for. You play back. you play tight end. You can do a lot of different things.
3: Yeah, no, I, that's my favorite part about being this back hybrid position is you get to be involved all over the offense. You know, you're not just stuck in a position here or a position there. Um, it's, you know, one of the greatest things about it is, you, you know, you're so versatile. I mean, they can put, they can put me anywhere... They can put me anywhere they want and I'm gonna do my best to make that block run that route you know protect the quarterback in, in any way um, so I expect to play all over the ball play fullback and uh, play tight end um, shoot they want me to long snap I have that ability to use too so you know wherever they're going to need me I'm going to I'm going to be there
0: well we talk about the team that, that signed you the Arizona Cardinals being able to play with a guy as dynamic as Kyler Murray, I mean, that, to me, if I'm a, if I'm an offensive player, that's a dream. If I'm a defensive
3: player, mm-hmm. like. absolutely, no. Just knowing that you have a quarterback that's a dual threat guy that can get out of the pocket and still make those amazing throws is is amazing. To know that he's gonna, you know, you're gonna have his back, he's gonna have yours, and along with Kyler Murray, I mean, I'm gonna try to get as many tips from Larry Fitzgerald as I can. I mean future Hall of Famer, you find you get to play with him your first year. Uh, I'm excited. And then, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is there as well. And then from what I've heard, the, the two tight ends that that have been there, one, two, punch, are really great guys to learn from too. So I'm really excited to, to try to take in as much
1: as I can from those veteran guys who have been there for a few years. And you mentioned Brandon Ayuk as an inspiration. I mean, you fit the same mold. I guess what advice would you give to, to young kids, maybe playing at the Pop Warner, JV, maybe even the varsity level about how you take a path to get to the point where you're at right now?
3: The biggest thing I can say is just put your head down and work. You know, when, when your head's up, you got all these distractions coming in and it, it throws you off your game. It, it doesn't allow you to focus on the player you want to be and the person you want to be. So if you keep your head down, you know, you fall, You got to fall in love with the weight room. You know, I wasn't a huge weight room guy to start with. Coach Howard made me fall in love with it a little more. And then once I got to college, our strength coach, Coach Hall made me even fall in love with it even more. Um, so that's one of the biggest things you got to do is you got to fall in love with the weight room because that's where a lot of your progress is made because that's where you're going to spend the most time because the season's only, you know, for NFL, it's only 16 weeks at a, at a minimum. So you get a lot, you get 40 more weeks in the year to, to be in the weight room. So if you keep your head down, you fall in love with the weight room, it's, it's all going to fall in line for you and you just got to keep pushing through all the adversity.
0: Parker Houston, Reed Raider, San Diego State, Aztec, and now Arizona Cardinal making the 775 proud. We appreciate your time, Matt. Best of luck. Thank you, guys. We'll see you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Go go Cardinals. We'll be right back with much more here on NSN Daily right after this. Welcome back into NSN Daily. You know, uh, football season kind of in limbo, but we'll always talk Wolfpack football on this show and joining us, one of the new faces on the coaching staff, cornerbacks coach, Freddie Banks joining us. Uh, coach, we were talking before we came on air. You, uh, your wife got here before this whole thing happened and you guys haven't really been able to tour Reno. You haven't been able to really go around and look around.
4: No, not really. We've, my wife wanted to drive past the Reno sign and take a picture of it and send it to her family. That's about the best, best we got so far. So, uh, we had all these big plans to go spring break and check out Reno. and. Uh, they got put on hold for right now. So we'll, we'll, we'll get back to normal here pretty soon, hopefully.
1: What did it mean to you to get this job? I mean, you'd become a coach starting in 2011 and to finally get up to the FBS level. I mean, a lot of coaches don't make it to that level and to spend a decade trying to get, uh, you know, up to the FBS, to actually get that call that, you know, you're going to be our cornerbacks coach here in Nevada. I guess what did that mean to you?
4: Uh, to be honest, it was more – it wasn't really about the level. It was just about who I'm working with. Just to be completely honest, I've been trying to work with guys that I know and guys that believe in the same thing I believe in for years. And, you know, I, I, Brian Ward's a really good mentor and friend of mine, and I, he probably just got sick of me calling him about ideas and stuff. So he said, I'm going to just hire him. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it, it's not about – I mean, I guess the level is good, and, but um, it's more about who I'm working with. And when you get to meet Jay, he's awesome. Genuine, um, hardworking, I mean he's definition of Nevada grit. I mean, when people talk about that he's a real grinder, blue-collar guy, and that's what I, that's where I come from, and that's where um, that's who I am, so it, it fits perfect. so
2: it's you actually you actually played for Brian Ward at North Dakota State, right? And so yeah. what was it like playing for him, and, and what kind of style you know, because you played for him, do you know like that, that, the, the kind of defense that he's going to want to play here?
4: Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm really familiar with the defense that he runs. Um, I played in a similar system, and then you know, me and me and me and Coach Ward, we've been talking ball for ten years since I've getting since I've been in coaching. I mean, when I when I say I, I called him a lot. You know, my Midwestern State days and Stephen F. Austin, and when I was at Nichols, and um, asking him questions during the summer and. It might be fall camp. How'd you fit up this run play? What are you guys doing versus this? What are the new adjustments? So I stayed up to date with what was going on, and I think it kind of helped me get the job, and that wasn't really the 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 reason why I stayed up to date with it. we I like the system, and it works, and it's successful, and um, I believe in it, and, you know, me knowing it probably helped me. And me, you know, like I said, he probably got sick of me asking a bunch of questions. So uh, it's been real good. It's uh his his style is is uh aggressive and you know simple for the guys to play fast and so they can play hard and play fast so it fits our guys too I think it's gonna be perfect and I can't wait to get on the field with
0: him. That is new cornerbacks coach Freddie Banks joining us here on NSN Daily. You know, Freddie, you kind of alluded to it there for a second, and, and Alex put it out there. Uh, it, it's difficult at, at the Mountain West level to to schedule. Teams to come to Reno to go somewhere something that would be a good matchup. Uh, I, I have to jokingly ask you this: How quick did Jay Norvell say no when you maybe suggested playing North Dakota State? Because I don't want anything <laughs> with North Dakota State. Because all you guys did when you played there was beat bigger teams, and if you turned into a powerhouse.
4: Well, first of all, I did not. I would never suggest playing North Dakota State. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'd be ready for him if we did. If we did schedule them. Uh, it. I mean it. They're they're really good up there, and they, they've been doing it for a long time. And um, I'll tell you what, from all the places I've been, I haven't been a lot of places, but the culture is really important in North Dakota State, and it reminds me of the culture that we've got here. Um, I haven't been around um, players that lead like our team leads since I've been in North Dakota State. So uh, there, there's it's, it's, it's not exactly the same, but it's you know similar uh, going in the right direction. And, how coach runs things and it's player led. The players are the leaders, and and guy misses a meeting or he's late. The players are on him, and I'm like, that's that's a recipe for success from from my experiences. The the bad teams or the places I've been, where you're trying to build something, you don't have those players leading. Um, you don't have the players telling you telling the players to be on time along with the coaches. So um, it's 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 similar in those Accountability. ways. Accountability. Yeah, a lot of accountability, and Coach preaches that every day.
1: Yeah. When Coach Norvell did make some of these uh, defensive staff changes after the year and, and made these hires, one of the things he's really talked about is playing man-to-man defense, that that was kind of rare in the Mountain West, and he kind of wants something unique. Uh, why do you like the man-to-man, the press, uh, you know, with your cornerbacks, whereas a lot of people are playing zone nowadays?
4: Um, well, I guess you look at these receivers, and. You know, they got all these 707 clubs and they got they go out and they do routes on the air and it's timing and, you know, 15 come back to 12 and um, everything is on time. We want to disrupt all of that. And I believe in it. Um, when you line the guy up in front of you and we're trying to get hands on and we're working our feet and working our technique, we're disrupting all that work that you put in in the summer and all those, you know, they're out routes on air. We want to disrupt the timing, and then we want to win our one on ones, and we want to get after the quarterback. And you look at um, the highest level of football. You know, what are what are guys asked to do? They're asked to play man coverage and play press man coverage. Um, so I think the guys in the National Football League—they're to something. <laughs> when you're playing against uh, the the top competition, and you know you're gonna you're gonna challenge all routes um, instead of you know we, you have to mix in some zone. Uh, but you know, overall, we want to be we recruit. We want to recruit guys and and develop guys that can win one on one cover, one on one matchups, and one on one coverage, and then go from there. So we'll mix in some zone, but we, we will be uh, challenging routes and winning one on one matchups. Without a doubt, Coach
2: Nor Coach Norbel also talked about just how much how much importance he was putting on recruiting at each position. Really, he wants to see coaches that want to get out and grind. Uh, you were the recruiting coordinator at Stephen F. Austin. How much do you think that helped you get the job, one and two? That's in East Texas. Coach Norvell loves his beast Texas. He always talks about those blue-collar kids that come out of that part of the country. Is that an area you think you'll continue to go after?
4: Uh, I took. I was a recruiting coordinator at Midwestern State and took on a big role at Stephen F. Austin in recruiting. Um, Texas is all – I mean, everybody recruits Texas. You can go get good football players. You know, there's you – you'll find some in East Texas where, you know, you got to go do your homework out there. Where there's small small town kid that is playing every position, and he's got the the right attitude and the right temperament that we're looking for. We go get him. Um, and I've all I, I just know when I got in this profession, all my mentors. If you want to be good, you better recruit. And uh, you know you, you want to recruit really good football players, and you coach them, and you get them to, you know, you teach them what to do and how to do it, and they start understanding why, and then they start making plays on Saturdays that you be like, yeah, I coached that, but he went up and got that ball. It really wasn't – it makes it a lot easier. So, you know, you can coach them all you want, but you got to have good football players to, to make plays and beat blocks. And um, also, you know, it helps – it's easy. It makes it a whole lot easier when you got good guys doing it. So, it's important. I don't know how much it helped getting this job. I think it may be a little bit. Um, you know, you always want guys that can recruit any staff so I think it helped a little bit.
0: New Nevada cornerbacks coach Freddie Banks joining us here on NSN Daily. Coach one last thing before we let you go uh you've been all over the place if you're a football coach uh the roots sometimes don't go real real deep in, in certain places you've been in Louisiana you've been East Texas went to school at North Dakota State you're from Illinois yep. you're moving out here when you, when you got off the plane and you're flying in and you see Lake Tahoe and you see the snow in the Sierra how unique of a location was this for you and uh, what's the first thing you want to explore aside from uh, the Reno Arch?
4: First thing, first thing I did was when I landed, I sent a picture to my wife of the mountains because <laughs> we—you just don't see that. Everywhere I've been has been in the south, the Midwest. I've never been out west like this. So at first, I sent a picture, and my wife's like, "It's like the mountains are right on top of you." Yeah. Um, so we, you know, me and my wife. My wife works out a lot, and she drags me to work out a lot. Uh, so we'll go do some hikes and go explore that stuff and, and get the kids out doing some some stuff in the summer, um, getting in the water, Lake Tahoe, and going down there. So uh, the first thing I saw was the mountains, and I'm sending pictures back home to wife and kids to let them see it and taking videos. And we actually got to stay down in Lake Tahoe for a little while and stay right on the lake and send a video of that back. So it's it's gonna be fun when we get we're able to get out and and do a little more exploring of the city. One of the best we've been in in our career, so we're happy. My wife is happy. Kids are happy.
0: Coach, I don't know if you've ever been on skis before, but uh, one of the dudes in the picture in the blue polo shirt, Alex, is an expert. We'll have to get you up on a pair of skis and uh, and take, take you down a black diamond with Alex.
4: He's going to have to coach me up because I've never been on skis.
2: <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. Hey, take buddy, care if I me. can, if I can, if I can teach Julian how to ski, I can teach anybody.
0: Oh, no doubt, no, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Freddie Banks is actually an athlete, unlike yeah. unlike what Julian claims to be. No,
4: no, no. I used to be an athlete. I'm far from that now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Coach Banks, we appreciate your time. Welcome to Northern Nevada, and uh, we can't wait to get out there when when we're able to get kind of get your hands on the guys and and uh, see him put the pads back on. Thank you very much for spending the no. time.
4: I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot.
0: We'll have much more coming up on NSN Daily right after this. Welcome back into NSN Daily. Uh, every single month, we have our Champion Chevrolet Wolfpack Athlete of the Month. This time around, a senior corner from the University of Nevada football program, Burdell Robbins, joining us from Los Angeles, California. Burdell, congratulations on the honor. Uh, I would imagine right now, you got to be kind of pulling your hair out, man. It's, uh, it's, it's tough to be quarantine, especially being a guy with your sort of personality. I saw I you tweet yeah. out, I want to play football. I want to play football. I want to play football in <laughs> all caps. I know you want to yeah. get
5: out. Yeah, first off, uh, thank you guys for uh, acknowledgement. But yeah, um, we were just getting ready to start spring ball when all of this stuff happened. So we didn't even get a taste of it. I'm just eager to get back on,
1: out there on the field. I mean, the reason we really wanted to honor you is just because of what you're doing in your community. I mean, you guys are donating food yeah. and you're really going above and beyond what a lot of people are doing right now to kind of combat COVID-19. Uh, how did that kind of get into your mind and, and just tell the people a little bit about what you guys have been able to do back home in, in Los Angeles?
5: Um, like I said before we started, it's just something I wanted to do when I was a kid. Just like driving the freeways, you see a lot of homeless people asking for money and it's just like, it's kind of just sad. And... Um, just doing research, like Los Angeles is the number, it's second in most populated homeless uh, towns in the, all of America. So that hit home for me, just being around here. I wanted to make a difference. Um, the first time around, I raised my own money up to get about 60 meals out. Um, the second time around, I was able to get 200 out with the help of my sisters and my brothers, just um, making the sandwiches, putting money our money together. And we're going to try to go back. If not every week, every other week until this stuff is over. Because I know, like I was talking to one of the guys, uh, he said that normally it seemed like they forgotten about, but it's even hitting harder now that the coronavirus is going on. So I just want to look out for them as much as I can while I'm out here.
2: And you said some of your uh, teammates down there in in Southern California have been kind of helping you out as well.
5: Yes, sir. Um, Came in Kiratan for us, uh, Malik Henry. and then I got a buddy that went to LA High with us, uh, Martin Andrews from UCLA. Just donations, whatever they can do, they've just been pulling up, helping me, trying to support the movement.
0: Birdale, uh, a lot of people, if they don't know your story, uh, just the journey you've made to get to where you're at, at Nevada, um, you, you yeah. were quoted in your bio as saying, you fit in the picture so well, you wanted to add that, that swagger uh, for the Wolfpack. Yeah. Uh, coming from Los Angeles High School, and now Eric Scott, your former high school coach, now at Nevada, um, you guys have brought the swagger. I mean, when you when you talk about that, what type of an attitude do you bring every time you step between the lines? Um,
5: just a um.
0: That's okay. We all get interrupted at home, man. It's all right. <laughs>
5: yeah, it's all good. Um, yeah, um, it's just supreme confidence. Uh, one of my coaches, my passing lane coaches, he. Install that in us. have supreme confidence. Just know you're the best every time you step out there on the field. You know, just try to have fun. No matter what the score is, just, just go hard. You know, and that's what I believe in. That's what I'm trying to pass down to the younger guys in my room, being the captain this year. And that that's what
1: we want to attack this season with, that mindset. I mean, you've had some really memorable moments at Nevada. I mean, that interception against Oregon State was huge. A couple of picks last year. How much were you looking forward to this year with Daniel Brown departing and and a starting job really being open for whoever goes out there and grabs it?
5: You know, I'm eager. Um, I'm so eager. I feel like I haven't been able to fully get into what I can do for this team within the last three years. But, you know, uh, everything happens for a reason. I believe in God's timing, so... I'm going I'm to try to soak it all up this season and make it well, worthwhile.
2: Bridell, you mentioned some of the, the younger – or not the younger guys, but just some other guys from Southern California from your area that have come and played for the Wolfpack. What does it mean to you to have so many guys from that area and from Southern California? And are you guys like kind of a really tight-knit kind of group as you guys have all kind of come up to Northern Nevada together?
5: Definitely. Um, the first word I think of when you when you just ask me that is home, it just feels like home, Um you know all your friends that you played against in high school for three years straight, or played with. You know I got like three teammates that I play with, and it's like ten to fifteen more guys that I played against and know from the city. So it's like, you know, when you come from the same struggle, it's easy to get through whatever sprints or obstacles we got in practice. And you know, so it's uh, it feels like home.
0: You know, Burdell. Uh, so many people get to see. Uh, you play on the field and they, they get they don't get to know the guy that's under the helmets, and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to have this conversation with you in your bio it says that you like making films uh, in your downtime yeah. are you a singleton guy are you a Scorsese would what when you say making films what do you try and do
5: um like when I was in high school I used to make like highlight films sometimes I still do it like I just helped uh, one of my friends out he needed a do a video for one of his class assignments, and I just showed him how to do it and helped him out. Uh, just any type of films. Like, my brother, he's trying to start a company called uh, OMO Promotions. It's called Optimism Meets Opportunity. And basically, he want to start writing films. So, um, just any kind of film, honestly. Highlight films. Eventually, once I get enough funding, I want to try to make a movie or something. I don't know. Just, I like films. I'm into a lot of movies and Videos and stuff like that.
1: With this quarantine, what, what have you been watching? Uh, what, what's kind of you know maybe becoming an inspiration for a future project for yourself?
5: Um, I've been watching Money Heist off Netflix and Ozark. But to answer your question, it's something that I want to make something like authentic, maybe like something like um, All American. You know, something about my story that I that people. From here, can relate to or anywhere in the inner cities.
2: Tell me about the this take money uh, you got behind you there. I know I've seen it in your your Twitter as well, and and uh, it's kind of a brand and, and a lifestyle. I mean, tell people yeah. what, what exactly that is and and why you wanted to start it. Um. So basically, take money. It's it derived from something
5: that me and my teammates said in high school when we made a play on defense, like an interception, or a strip fumble, sack, anything like that. And I went to KC, Kamekirita, and I told him, like, wait, we should start a clothing company, you know? And I didn't really think nothing of it. I just was putting it in the air. And then, like, a month later, he came with the logo. And I'm like, okay, let's really do it. And um, we've just been pushing it. Basically, what Take Money means is to just go after your dreams with a relentless effort. Um, you know, not relative to any type of criminal activity at, at all. You know, just going after your dream. For example, me being a first-generation uh, college student in my family, that's take money. You know, you guys doing your job getting up and feeding your family, that's take money. That's what take money is all about.
0: Burdell Robbins, our champion Chevrolet, a Wolfpack Athlete of the Month joining us from, from Los Angeles. Burdell, anybody who has known or will followed you just on Twitter, even from that distance, has seen that, You've got an entrepreneurial sort of mind. You've got a businessman's mind at a very yeah. young age. Where, where did this come from and where did that inspiration come from? Someone in your family or a teacher? Where? Um,
5: my biggest influence are my parents. Um, for as long as I can remember, my mom has had a childcare uh, business. she take care of kids, like a daycare, her own. And my dad, he has his own school bus company. So, you know, that's been instilled in me since a young boy. They used to send us to school and sell chips. And stuff like that so you know I've been had a business mindset and another um, great inspiration to me is uh, the late great Nipsey Hussle you know from my area and he started his own company came from the same background he started his own clothing brand he's a rapper obviously played ball but it's
1: almost the same thing so that's one of the biggest things for me how proud are your parents of you? I mean, saying that you're the first, uh, you know, person in your family to go to college, to obviously be able to watch you on TV and, and uh, you know, at Mackey Stadium. I mean, uh, what kind of appreciation did it have for what you've been able to accomplish so far? Um, Super,
5: man, it's um, it's, it's special. You know, you guys know my story, all the stuff that we've been going through. It's a special moment every time they can see me on TV or I can send them a grade. I, I got an A on this assignment. I told them about this interview today, uh, yesterday, I told them about it, and they were just ecstatic. They, it's just anytime time we get to celebrate, we're going to take it up to the, to the top.
2: You know, not everyone knows that you've had to go through a lot of personal adversity, uh, you know, losing your brother and, and a lot of other people in your life. I mean, when you step out in the field, it, is that something you're thinking about, kind of dedicating yourself to, the, to, to your people? And, you know, what are you kind of trying to, to dedicate them to? Um. Definitely. You know. Um.
5: I come from South Central, a real crazy place. So. Um, Saw so a lot of. That's all we kind of see. And just me going to college. I wanted to be an inspiration for kids back home. And, you know. Um. My brothers were into street life or whatever and got caught up. You know. So. I think it wouldn't do them no good for me to not leave this university putting in my maximum effort on the field and not getting my degree. I just want to make them proud. You know, um, got this tattoo on my, on my arm and it says uh, LMB. It stands for long live my brothers. And I got it right here specifically. So when I flex, it's like, you know, I'm staying strong for them.
0: Burdell, uh, we want to congratulate you on, on so many things, not just Wolfpack champion athlete of the month, but, uh, uh, upcoming, going to be a college graduate. Uh, I, I think Alex and Chris would probably agree with me. You remind me a lot of a, a young man that we got to see kind of grow up in front of our eyes by the name of Don Jackson, who uh, grew up in South Sacramento, rough area, and went through a lot of the, the trials and tribulations that you've gone through. And, and you know what, you are an inspiration to not just uh, young men, young women. You're an inspiration to us, man, and uh, it's been a pleasure to cover your career. And I can't wait to see you back on the field at Mackey.
5: Thank you, I really appreciate you
0: guys. Thanks very much. Burdell Robbins, our champion Chevrolet Wolfpack athlete of the month. We'll have much more here on NSN Daily coming up right after this. NSN Daily rolling on on your Wednesday. Every Wednesday, it's Mailbag Wednesday. Murray's Mailbag every Sunday at uh, by Chris Murray on Twitter. Chris will open up the mailbag and answer your questions. Uh, Some great ones again this week. I'll start off with Packy Wacky. You must assemble a pack basketball team of walk-ons only. You can't add football players to who makes your starting five, and do they beat any Division One team? Chris, I'll let you uh, take this one.
1: Okay, I, I went with Keith Fuchs for point guard. I mean, he's a de facto, uh, de facto member of the Nevada SportsNet team, so he has to get that position. Uh, shooting guard Seth Taylor. So Seth actually played on the 2005 NCAA tournament team. Uh, as a regular rotation player, as a walk-on. So if he's good enough for an NCAA tournament team, he's good enough for a walk-on team. Uh, Jalen Townsell is our uh, small forward. Now, Jalen, obviously, is going to be a scholarship player at Sac State, but when he was at Nevada, he was a walk-on. I went to uh, Leland King as my power forward, since he did walk-on at Nevada originally when he transferred from Brown. He became an all-Big West first-teamer at Santa Barbara. And then my center, Jason Everstein. So seven foot one, 240 pounds. He's, he's tall. I'll give him that. Well, um, brilliant. Yeah, I said that they would go four and twenty-six, and I think Keith Fuchs said that they would at least double that win total. So, what what do you think that team does, Alex, against last year's Nevada schedule? Do they win eight games like Keith Fuchs says, or four games like I said? No, uh, I don't know.
2: Four, I think even four might be generous. I no offense, man, no offense to those guys, but come on, man, four games that against last year's team? That's, no, no, I mean, no, I,
1: against last year's schedule, schedule.
2: last year's schedule. Oh, okay, last year's schedule. Oh, uh. Not, they are not getting game. eight. They're not getting eight. I don't think. No, no. I think four is probably pretty fair. I thought the was that was pretty fair.
0: Only discrepancy I have, Chris, is that I, I, in all respect to Keith Fuch, Fuch was a great football player. I'd put Curry Lynch as your point guard. Uh, straight out of Virginia City, I, I would have put Curry there at point guard. Who I got to,
2: I got to get my, I got to get Charlie Chuli in there somewhere. Come really? on, Chuli was single-handedly. well, I don't say single-handedly, but he was the spark plug of the. The big comeback against New Mexico. Mexico. He doesn't hit that three. He doesn't He's hit that three and that, that that comeback never happens.
0: He's yeah, on bench. It's fun to kick around. I like it too. But uh, uh looking forward, how about the thoughts on the virtual draft, guys? What'd you like about it?
1: I thought it was awesome. I thought it was seamless. I thought it was actually really cool that you got to see the player reactions. It looked like they sent out those little care packages with phones to 60 players. And, uh, you know, I actually probably enjoyed it more than them going and dapping up the commissioner. So I thought ESPN did a fabulous job of A+.
2: Yeah, you know, I've been really impressed with just the way a lot of things have, have taken on production during this whole time. I mean, even, you know, not, not to pat ourselves on the back, but using stuff like this for our show. And I, I've been amazed at the way that networks when it comes to the draft when it comes to late night shows different things have used new technology and I definitely I agree with Chris I think they did a great job on the NFL drafts
0: all right we're, run, we're running out of time I gotta send it to a break we'll ask one last question after the break and our final thoughts here on NSN Daily less than a minute to go we'll start with our foodie Alex uh, one of the other quarantine questions what's the best takeout you've had since you've been in quarantine
2: all right, so I did articles on Takeout Tuesday for Food and Drink and Estella. Those are both amazing. If I had to choose another one besides those two, uh, Marietas. I've had the Marietas and Sparks. Incredible Mexican food has been really, really good for takeout as well.
1: Chris? I'm going Skipolini's and Land Ocean. Those are both at the summit. And then uh, Twisted Fork, which somehow I had never been to, uh, but we tried it for the first time, and it was amazing. So all three of good those in South Arena were literally really good.
0: We live in all three different regions. I'm in the Northwest. I'm going to go with Bangkok cuisine. Their curry was spectacular. It didn't attack you the next day, if you know what I mean. And Casa Grande, Mexican food up here off of raw. That'll do it for us here on NSN Daily. For Chris, Alex, and Rez, I'm Brian. We'll see you next time.